Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Evolvepreneur After Hours Show. I'm your host, Michelle McDonald. My mission is to help entrepreneurs make a difference and navigate the messy world of startups or relaunch, commonly called a pivot. Join me today where we dig deep with our guests and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. Today's topic is overcoming adversity with my special guest, John Moody, who's the chairman and chief executive officer of Pacific Joint Space Facility Australia, creating an Australian space industry in the area of heavy lift space launches. He's also the roadmap advisor to the Australian Space Agency. John, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. So space is absolutely fascinating and it connects with so many childhood dreams. There has recently been a desire to fly into space by the likes of CEOs of major corporations within the last two to three years. Pacific Joint Space Facility Australia is also heavily involved in the arena of lunar mining of elements. Such You've as done your homework. Absolutely. We have He's to know our guests. <laughs> so tell us more about your business and what inspired you to be a part of the space industry. Sure. Well, well, what inspired me? Well, I was inspired very young when I saw, I was born in, I was born in 67. So I'm 55 in, I'm actually 55 in about 14 days time. And, um, when I was in grade one, my t- teacher asked me, day one, you know, school year one, the teacher asked me what I wanted to be in my life. And I said, I wanted to be an astronaut, you know, like every little boy's dream, I guess, you know. And um, I, live, I lived in a small town called Rockhampton, and uh, it's, it's uh, about 60,000 people. And um, the opportunity to become an astronaut at that time and that place and that scenario, that demographic was pretty much impossible. So um, she showed me this pilot's card and I, she didn't have an astronaut's card. She said, she showed me a pilot's card. I said, look, no, I don't want to be that. I want to be an astronaut. So I, I, I basically stood on the outside of the industry. And I not, wouldn't, wouldn't say that so much the industry. I got caught up in science fiction and mm-hmm. sci-fi. And, and, and I, um, you know, I was one of those Star Wars fans and, 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 and all that sort of thing in, in 77 when it came out. And um, um, I ended up becoming a musician. And I did that for about 25 years. And I had a number one single and I toured the world and I did, uh, you know, Rolling Stone, MTV and all, all those sort of things, pretty much everything I could do. And then my father um, got sick and he got cancer. And um, I ended up walking away from that because I had to go home and look after him. So I went home and looked after him for about two years. And um, it was a terrible mess. It was a really, a really sad thing. And um, he ended up passing away. And um, I, I got asking myself the question, you know, what was I doing with my life? And, uh, you know, because I had done this and I had done that and I'd done pretty much everything there was to do in, in the music industry. Was I going to go back to that? Was I going to do, look for something new? And I felt myself being drawn back to that five-year-old kid and, and, and that dream. And that dream 
never really i realized that dream never really left me and um mm. i was in a position that i was able to actually follow through with this this time so i decided i'd get on a plane which is kind of the things i do just random things i just decided to get on a plane and go to the states and uh meet people who are involved in the space industry and that's what i did so i jumped on a plane three days later <laughs> and um I went to LA and uh, said said Beverly Hills there, and uh, had people come out and see me, and, and I went and saw people, and um, and uh, I found that the space industry was very welcoming to me, and and took me under their wing, nice. and uh, and uh, they started to guide me in in, in this in this path because he was this guy you know from down under, uh, you know miles away from nowhere with and. There was no industry here at the time of anything like that whatsoever, um, and we were we were basically well, I was basically pioneering, you know, the space mm -hmm. in Australia, and um, so they took me under their wing, and I came back home, and uh, I had a few several meetings with uh, some politicians, and uh, we got a company called Spaceport Australia happening, and that that was um, what what I would call a kind of a dummy run. I like a, a throwaway business to learn, to learn and negotiate uh, through the space industry and the business side of the model, knowing that you know that this company's not going to make it, but it's just, it's 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 a learning it's a learning curve. And um, then we we uh, we got rid of that name and we changed it to Moody Space Center because. Um, we, we thought we thought okay well look you know if, if, I'm, if I'm going to do this I might as well name it after myself <laughs> a bit, bit of a you know um, glory uh, and um, so we kept working on that we couldn't quite get the business model right and um, mm -hmm. you know we weren't we weren't succeeding and uh, we, we were you know as I said at the time there, there were there was there was no competition there was no one in Australia doing this and um, we looked at ourselves and uh, we worked out that we were aiming for the now rather than the future because mm. in space, in the industry, you know, space projects can take five to ten years to develop. You know, and they're not they're not like um, you know a carpenter where you go to a house and you build a home and it takes three months. You know, it's it's not like that at all. It's right. it's, a, it's a long term period. So we looked at ourselves and we thought, you know what, we think we've got this business model wrong, and so we changed ourselves. And we dragged out Pacific Joint Space Facility, which was registered in 2015, and uh, we we, we uh, set that up, and uh, we decided to aim ahead for the future. And uh, ever since we did that, it just took off. Uh, we had we had people coming to us for a change, which is uh, which was which was a shock because you know we had been basically crawling after people and and, and tracking people down, and uh, all of a sudden to go from that to having people having a big interest in your company and um, wanting to use you and uh, use your facilities and uh, and, and, and to uh, bring you on board was was a great thing. So we hit the nail on the head with uh, with, with the concept. And um, so, you know, and, and the lunar mining and, and all those other aspects, uh, spin-offs from um, my, I guess, my childhood fantasies, you know. Um, yeah. You know, the, I mean, and, and it just so happens to be that, that that's a realistic thing today. You know, it's it, it's it's a it's a much more realistic thing than going to Mars. You know, a three day journey to the moon is a bit different than an eighteen months 
journey to Mars, you know, it's, 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 it's conceivable. So um, we got involved with the Australian Space Agency and uh, at that time they didn't have a clue what they were doing and, and no one knew anything about regulations or laws or um, even licensing fees were kind of were kind of all messed up, you know, like to launch a cube satellite worth something like 10 grand, they would charge you eight grand for a fee, which is yeah. like, well, you got, you've got this wrong, I think, you know, and uh, yeah. so, so we were, we were responsible for, um, well, we, we were responsible for starting a commercial space industry in Australia. And we were responsible for, um, getting some of the laws changed and getting some of the regulations changed with the Australian Space uh, Agency and uh, eventually helping write the federal government's roadmap for space for Australia. So uh, that helped us a tremendous lot um, in the sense of credibility. Um, so we use that credibility and uh, Australia is a funny place because um, you know, uh, I, I guess it's like this every every place in the world. You know, you can really slog it out in your home country, but if you go to the states for like six months or a year and you come back, you're a superstar. And it, it, it's just like, hang on, but I've been doing this for like five years here, and now you're telling me I have to go to the states and you know to get a name. And so I did that, and I come back, and now we're even bigger. And um, we started to attract, you know, the likes of Blue Origin and and, and companies like that, and and uh, uh, Orbital Assembly, and and you know, um, I I can't really name a lot of companies because of NDA agreements, but um, uh, and we started to get, you know, fundamentally involved in the business, and we had we we still at that time we had no rockets, <laughs> we were like five years into this, and we had we didn't have any rockets. It's like well, okay, we've got a rocket business, but we've got no rockets. So um, we teamed up with a professor from India. Um, now, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name, and I still can't pronounce his name after six months after I've met the guy. So I call him Professor E, and um, because it's like you know, one of those 16 letter names, you know, it's like I got no chance of it. I got understand okay. Yeah. So, um, and he was a scientist and a very well-known, very, very well-known figure, political figure and scientific figure in Israel, which is the Indian Space Research Organization. Mm -hmm. And he came, he ended up coming on board, asking if he wanted to become chief technical officer. And he agreed and he came on board with us and started working with us. And he's, as I said, he's, he's like a rock star. He's, he's, he's an older guy. He's just like a rock star in here. You know, everybody knows him and, and uh, he knows everybody. And um, he suggested that we uh, uh, put in a bid to use Indian rockets. Oh. Indian rockets. So we did that and we were successful. Yay. And, uh, yeah. So it was like, wow, we've, we finally got our rockets. We're actually a rocket company now. And, you know. And, and uh, you know, we were flying by the seat of our pants, you know, like hoping that things worked out. And uh, we, we got that happening. And then um, we looked at a site in, in, in Australia and, and uh, you know, we, we started working on that. And uh, there, was, there, was so, there was so much uproar about, um, you know, uh, what, what's this thing you're doing? And, you know, this is going to create a lot of noise and this is going to create a lot of pollution and, 
you know, all, all, all the negative uh, uh, cliches you could expect, you know. Uh, and um, so we had to push through that. And, and then we, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and then, and then we thought about, you know, well, if we've done this once, why don't we look at doing this in other places and parts of the world? Oh, wow. So we, we started to think called the Pacific Joint Space Facility uh, Space Coalition. And we aimed at countries that were developing rather than developed countries because we figured that developing countries would need the infrastructure more so than developed countries who had the infrastructure, you know. So we looked at uh, Latin America, for example. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So we, we've just we've actually only just recently come back from Latin America. We've got a headquarters in Mexico. Okay. Uh, and we've got 12 countries from South America that are signed on on board to to be part of this coalition and what this coalition is is basically it's uh uh to establish capabilities services and buying power you know as, as a group you've got you've got uh more opportunity to get discounted uh hardware and products because you're buying as a group and uh right. we took, we took on the middle east as well we took on all these countries that no one wanted nothing to do with you know, uh, and they were kind of left behind. And, you know, and we thought there's an opening here, you know, because it's basically just been America and Europe that, that's been the space industry. And we thought, well, you know, let's, 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 let's go for the, let's go for the total opposite end of that. Yeah, let's so shake did. it up. Yeah, let, let's, let's disrupt it. And, uh, and uh, we went for South America, the Middle East, India, the Asia Pacific, which is all the islands, you know, uh, throughout the Asia Pacific regions, and there's a ton of them, uh, and and they lack communications badly, you know, just the basics basics of life, and um, and Australia, and there's a certain humanitarian um, aspect to that as well, which kind of gives yeah. you a nice nice feeling, you know, it's it's like not only are you doing what you want to do, but you're also helping. The people of those countries in coming to the 21st century absolutely and, and, and provide them with services so uh we got a big thrill out of that and uh that attracted a lot of people to us because they saw what we were doing and they mm -hmm. and they wanted to be involved in it you know and it kind of grew yeah so we've, we've now got 26 countries that are involved in that coalition and yes. we believe yeah, we believe that this is the only the only such thing in the world, you know, uh, because what we, what we believe is that space is for everybody. Yes. Uh, we, don't, we don't believe it's just for one country or it's just for, uh, you know, one organisation or one thing. We believe it's for everybody, you know. We believe, you know, the poorest man to the richest man, you know, uh, should be able to travel in space and experience that and... Um, it's it's a it's a humanitarian thing you know um yeah so, I love so, that. yeah so so that, that that that's that's where we're at the moment and uh developing that and uh it looks like that we're going to have a heavy lift facility in mexico that will service service south america so and you know these guys um they don't want to be dependent on the us uh you know honestly and just being truthful and and they want to be more dependent upon themselves and i can understand that because everyone wants even as a kid you know you want to get out of mum and dad's wing so you want to stand on your own two feet 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you want to get you an apartment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you want to level up. Just level up just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, so, uh, and we and we're helping those people do that. And uh, awesome. we're not we're not pushing our agenda down. We have no agenda. We have not pushing our agenda down the throat or anything like that. We're not pushing. Uh, we're using Indian rockets to do that. So India is very happy with it because they're getting to expand commercially. And oh. and it's something it's an it's a totally different angle than anybody's ever thought about, and Absolutely. and it's and India uh, with ISRO is the only organisation in the entire world, in, including NASA, that can claim it's never had a, a unsuccessful launch or a launch failure. Wow. And so the safety record and the, the safety protocol is is there. You know, and, and that's something that we can really gloat about, you know. Um, yeah. You know, you know, it adds to the credibility you already have that you stated, you know. Yeah. Um, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know what, John, everything that you said, I just really want to applaud you for the journey that you shared, you know, having tenacity, resilience, you know, continue with your dream. As you stated, you had explored so many other aspects of your life, especially in music, and it was still in your heart. To return yeah, it was. And, and what you did is you not only created or grew into a business that has become successful, but as you stated, you're changing the narrative. You're providing opportunities for countries that are not familiar with the space industry. And so you're really bringing down a new perspective and changing the world. So I, I truly applaud yeah. you for all of that. Absolutely. And I, I do feel, go ahead. And we, 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 we've actually just in the last couple of days, myself and my partner, Abraham uh, Rodriguez Martinez, you know, like as, as a typical South American name, it's got about three or four names. And uh, and uh, Professor E, we've actually stood back and said, you know, it's it, this is a really good feeling. It's a warm, fuzzy feeling, you know, because yeah. uh, you're helping your fellow man, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and I never, I mean, I... I I did think that I'd like to be in a position like that, but I didn't think I'd actually be doing it, you know, and, and to think that I'm actually doing it now is like, you know, we, we've got organizations, United Nations organizations coming up to us and asking us, how did we do that? And, 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 and you know, the really simple answer is, is just be somebody's friend. Uh, there's nothing more to it than that. It's, it's just be a genuine friend. And see see things through other people's eyes, and you know, rather than your own eyes, and mm -hmm. being selfish, and and, uh, uh, and and you know, putting yourself in their position, and going, okay, if I was in this position, how would I see it? You know, and like, and be honest to yourself, and and um, that's what we used, and and we realised that we were we were we were changing the world, and uh, you know, and that's uh that's a historic thing and uh and yeah it's it's just a really great feeling absolutely thank you and so also much. also too I, I was born an orphan so um you know i i i my my struggle for against adversity started day one you know so uh to get to this this place and i failed school i failed every subject in school and I do lectures at Harvard University, you know, and uh, how that how that works, I have no idea. Um, and uh, I taught everything that I know 
to myself. Uh, YouTube was great. <laughs> yes, YouTube University, as they call it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I, and I just follow through with the subjects I, 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 I like and, and I'm attracted to and I tend to have an understanding about things for some reason. I have no idea why, but I, I, I just do. And, and you know, it's, it's this has been going on for years and years and years. And so um, we put that to practice and to use. Absolutely. You've done an amazing job with it. So, of course, you've touched on our topic, overcoming adversity, by sharing your very personal story. If there is one thing that you could tell our audience about overcoming adversity, what would that be? Um, well, for, for me, you mean? Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, truthfully speaking, Balancing balancing a divorce through a, a business uh, and a very ugly divorce um, that uh, cost me my son and, uh, you know, uh, and trying to keep a smiley face on at the same time and, and, uh, and, and not let that affect my business model because I, it was dragging me under uh, and... And I realized if this got if this got out and into into my business, that that probably finish it. And so having the strength and the courage to, um, I guess, put that in its place mm. uh, was was probably my psychological adversity, and uh, and real world adversity would be financial. You know. Um, uh, looking to create things that were worth billions of dollars and having no money at all, mm. you know, uh, and 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 then keep and sticking keep sticking to that dream, uh, uh, you know, when you've got nothing and you know, and everybody's got every right to say to you, you know, you're a dreamer because you you, you can't back it up, you know, so you have to have this strong belief in yourself, and it has to be. Un, un, unquestionable you know it has to be uh, a, a desire almost you know to yes. uh, to 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 do that you know and and that's that's probably the, the the main two thing of adversity everything else is I mean you know we have we have we have little fights with people and squabbles with people every day and that's just part of the business you know mm -hmm. and um and and that's fine. I wouldn't call that overcoming diversity. I just overcoming everyday life, really. Um, but those two things are probably the, the 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 most important message that I'd like to get to other people. You know, because I know a lot of guys go through similar things with uh, marriages, and I know it affects their business. And and uh, that's why I have I have all these helplines and all this sort of thing, and. Um, it kind of left out in the cold a bit and uh you know you really have to have your mind together if you're going to pull through that and not only that run a business that's entrepreneurial uh and and keep that belief you know it it's it, it's it takes a lot of strength yes it absolutely does and you have portrayed that so well thank you so much for sharing those examples with us and you're correct you know men don't get the outlet that they need to be able to go through some of the challenges that they have 
to be able yeah. to express themselves and, and also find that balance so that they can continue through their entrepreneurism. So we appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, and I'm not I'm not being anti uh, uh, anti female or anything oh. like that. You know, uh, I'm just expressing. You know, I, I support female right, female rights, and and uh, um, you know, the, all all that femi- uh, all that all that sort of thing. And um, you know, I, it's just that I wanted to share that that side of the the fence. Yes, thank you for that. And we don't normally get that perspective, so I appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. So, of course, you've already enticed us in regard to everything that your company is doing to change the world when it comes to the space industry. <laughs> so how can we become a part of this vision and get in contact with you? You can get in contact through, through my website, which is specificjoinspacefacility.com.au. And uh, you can have it. There's a little form there where it says contact us. Or you can hit on my profile and my email address will come up and just send me an email and I will get back to you. Um, uh, one year I got 4,000 birthday wishes, you know, and, um, <laughs> and you know, you know what? I replied to every single one of those birthday Aww. wishes myself personally and it took me three weeks uh, to do that. But I thought, you know, if those people are taking the time to think about me, and 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 then go ahead and and you know send me well wishes and then it was just a decent thing to do to reply to those people personally rather than have some sort of social media person doing that so i replied everything personally i'm one of these old-fashioned guys you know i i i don't have social media teams or anything like that i i you're if you're speaking to john if you're speaking to john moody on the website you're speaking to john moody um, you know, uh, and I, I like to have a hands-on approach. Love that. That really speaks to how much you value community in your business. Yeah. Um, and being able to see the customers as they are. And it matches what you said, you know, be everyone's friend, see it from their perspective through their eyes. So, well, it's much, okay. it's much easier being friends and enemies, you know, <laughs> um, you, you can't, it's very, and I think a lot of this with foreign policies for countries, you know, uh, where, where countries try to influence other countries, but they're not their friends. And I'm thinking, well, maybe the first step to influencing somebody is to be their friend, and then you might have a chance of influencing them. But if you're not their friend, you've got no chance in the world of influencing them, you know, because they're just going to arc up and say, you know, you know what, you know what, and. Uh, you know, and and so that's my 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 viewpoint is just is to try and get on with everybody, you know, and also, um, also you know where we go, we 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 see different cultures, and you know mm-hmm. they're different from my culture and my upbringing, and and, and you know, like for example, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a complete other end of the spectrum. Uh, society it's a kingdom you know and it's, it's uh-huh. totally foreign to my to my thinking but uh accepting being accepting of that culture while you're in that country uh is important and i think that relates to every country you go to is is to understand the culture not bring your bag or shit with you uh of, of your understanding of your culture because that's not what it's about and 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 trying to fit in 
with that culture and understand that culture and give it respect. And I think that gets you a long way, um, you know, and, and it shows you that it shows people that you're real and, okay. you know, and you're making an attempt, you know, yeah. to understand them. And, and that's what, that's, what's, that's really one of the, one of the, one of the reasons for our success is, is really understanding cultures. Yes. And bridging the gap, because that's what you do through, you know, yeah. you come in, you have a, a positive perspective when you come in, you have an open mind to their culture and you, you truly want to help them. And so that's how you're able to form the coalition, form these relationships and, and keep it ever expanding. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there, there is no end to this. Um, we, uh, so I'm just getting messages up on my screen here. Uh, we, there is no end to this, really. I mean, the world's a very big place. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of there's a lot of work still to be done. Uh, there's a lot of countries still to be visited, uh, but we've started, you know, and and that's the main thing. And 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 we're we, we've got a good amount of people on board, and and you know, and we've only done this with three people, you know. Um, uh, it's as I said, it's a really hands-on experience. We don't have you know, social media crews and we didn't have uh, administrative uh, branches and we didn't have this, we didn't have that. We just have three people that are very focused and passionate about what they're doing and we go and do it. There you go. That's all you need. <laughs> so that's all you, need. all you need. All you need is a belief, you know. Uh, yes. belief, in your, belief in yourself. And, um, and sometimes that's just really hard, you know, uh, I will admit sometimes, you know, in the past I've woken up and I've questioned myself and I go, you know, what am I doing? You know, like, you know, especially if I'm having a down day because I've, I've got bipolar. So I have these tremendous highs and uh, tremendous lows, you know, and, and sometimes I wake up and I think, you know, when, when I'm on a low, I think, you know, am I just wasting my time here? Am I, am I just, you know... Is this just is this, is this crap, you know? Like, if it, so I go through that too sometimes, and you know, you have to be strong to pull through yeah. that sort of thing and, and keep focus and say, Look, you're just having one of those moments, and you know, uh, recognize that. And this goes for anybody, it doesn't have to be just mm -hmm. people with bipolar, but anybody who's in a down experience, recognize the fact it's just it, it's a passing thing and it will pass and uh, you will return to yourself, you know, and, and that, I think that's an important message. I agree. Thank you, John. Thank you for sharing that. And of course, for giving us a refreshing perspective on space, aeronautics, yeah. and how we can overcome adversity. I love your quote. It is a keeper. Space is for everyone. It is. That it, quote, is. it really says a lot about how you view your customers, how you view the persons you're in relationship with um, through your business and even the, the culture of the business itself. So we appreciate yeah. you for that and also showing uh, the strength behind keeping your dreams alive, believing in yourself, taking that childhood dream that you had at the age of five and just exploding with it all around yes. the world and, and making a difference. So Thank we you. commend you for that. You're doing an amazing job. Continue to do what you do. Um, and the oh, we will. Absolutely. I, th I think adaptability is the key ingredient. ingredient you know, um, being able to adapt quickly and fastly on your feet to any situation is, is key paramount. 
Yes, absolutely. So, so true. Thank you for being a part of another awesome guest episode of the Evolve After Hours show. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. If you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five-star review and consider recommending the show to a friend or two. Make sure. sure you subscribe for future episodes at evolvefornotsecrets.show right now. Until next time, and if you are an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great idea today.